This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz.
Nerds, you are here again backstage with Mel Martin and Mike Williams, and we have a very special friend joining us. Her name's Lily Berry. Hi, Lily. Hello, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, thanks for saying yes. Yeah, <laughs> we love having newbies. We do. People who are new to the region, new to us. Mm-hmm. And although uh, we've, known you, we've known you for a wee while now, the greater audience possibly doesn't know very much about you, so that's why we got you in here. Much as we did with our friend Jaunty the other yeah, day. Yeah, I think we. I really enjoyed that, and that's why we wanted to do it again. And I just really like getting to know all these new faces that we're meeting yeah, around, you know? Definitely. What yeah. a good excuse. You are the future, Lily. <laughs> you specifically yeah. are the future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you missed last week's episode, there was a whole lot of SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical. Did you know that was a musical? No, I did not. No. It is. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make anything in musical <laughs> these days, don't they? We ended up covering oh, yeah, it because, uh, as you would have heard, because you listened to the episode with Johnny, you would have heard that he spoke about it, mm. said it was something he was keen on, so we thought, okay, we'll do it. And, and so we, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with some trepidation. Our musical of the week this week has actually already been chosen by Lily, and we thought we would do it while she's here Woo-hoo. so that we can make her feel awkward about it. <laughs> it's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which you probably guessed if you listened carefully to the song that we started the episode <laughs> with. Just so. a little hint. <laughs> so let's ask the obvious question for this, Lily. Why? Uh, it's my favourite cheesy musical. I like to say I'm very much a theatre novice. Uh, I had a very long break from theatre, so really my favourite musicals come from when I was a child and when I was very much immersed in it. Uh, being from a Christian upbringing and background and a Christian school, it was something that was played to us to teach us and get sure. us engaged. Yeah. yeah, And I absolutely loved it. And I was saying to Mike earlier, we had a TV show at the time called Any Dream Will Do and I know the one you know the one and they did kind of the sound of music the year before where they find people for the West End yeah yeah so I got to see one of the contestants from that um, perform in Joseph in uh, in Bournemouth and it was absolutely amazing so oh that's pretty cool I just love it it's very nostalgic that's why I picked it <laughs> but that, that perfectly I mean you had to reason. you had to we haven't picked yeah. it I mean it's not a favourite of mine offence um, <laughs> <Right>. but, <laughs> but I um, may change your mind 
Ah, okay. Well, you know, I'm up for a good story. I think what Lily just said is perfectly valid. If there's totally. something that resonates with you because it changed your mind about something or, or got you interested in something different because it had an impact on you, I mean, that's totally valid. 100%. I 100% support that. Uh, in other news, Sherpa and the Beekeeper that I'm stage managing opens tonight. Oh, no. I'm rushing there after this. How exciting is that? It's very exciting. They've been working very hard, and it's a iconic story. It really appeals to me, and I think it's a great concept. I've yeah. also really enjoyed seeing some of the teaser images mm. that have been appearing on uh, Meteor's uh, Facebook page about the play. Well, the cool thing is is that these two actors are actors you have never seen in Hamilton before. They are actually actors from Auckland that have been brought down. Both of them? Yep, and they're both doing it voluntarily. I think they're getting a little bit of a koha at the end, but uh, they've just... I think COVID meant that lots of actors had nothing else to do, so... I thought I was keen going from Hamilton to Tauranga to be involved in shows, but coming down from Auckland, that's a big step. Yep, these guys come down from Auckland, and they're, they're the wonderful actors, wonderful guys. Great, yeah, come see it. Oh, yeah. if you get time when you're not doing your show. Yeah. There's always something on. But we will, we will definitely, I'm sure that Lily and I both are keen to see the show. There the is a matinee on Sunday. Sunday. I'm sure you're going to be very tired after your closing night, which leads me into my next Oh, nice topic. segue. Eh? Yeah, nice like segue. what I did there? Yeah. We've talked about Blood Brothers, seems like forever, and I know it's been this shameless self-promotion, but been worth it because we've got a sold-out season. Well, we haven't talked about it with Lily yet. No, that's true. And she's in the show too. Who do you play, Lily? I play Linda. Linda. Miss Linda. She's yes. a great. She's like the best female character aside from the mums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just the go. only three female characters there are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing about Willie Russell's script is, though, that he writes so well for female characters. He seems to have a, a good understanding of the often torn loyalties that exist in women's lives. Mm. And he, he's written such believable stuff for all three of those women mm. that I think is really great. And Lily, I have to say, does a stand-up job in uh, the role of Linda. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I, I saw the show last weekend and did a great job, Lily. Oh, thank yeah. you. Hey, are you having fun? I am having fun. It's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's my first time on stage in seven years. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been a learning experience. Yeah. But now I'm finally easing up and going on stage and actually having a bit more fun with it rather yeah. than being super scared about what people think. So. <laughs> I think people like it. I'm, yes. I'm hearing good things. I've heard yeah. good things too. Yeah, which yeah. Is re- it feels really nice as well. It's nice that work. you've got a good accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it is slightly easier for me. But I was, I was going to launch into that because you know, it's pretty obvious now that people have heard you start to speak that you're not from around here originally. No, I'm not. So tell us about your background. I grew up in Bournemouth, down the south coast of the UK. I moved to Hawke's Bay when I was 14 with my entire family and actually only came to the Waikato in 2019 where I study there. So I'm a British girl through and through. Yeah. yeah. So that was a conscious choice. You wanted to come to Waikato University? Yeah. So I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. It started off... uh, I wanted to go to Wellington and then they actually came and did a talk at Taradell High and I really liked the vibe that they put out and they had a real emphasis on geography as well. I'm, a, I'm an environmental planning student so yeah, I was like any, any university that has a real emphasis on that and the social sciences was a go for me. So mm. I made the move, didn't know anyone here 
but it's the same thing when I moved from England to New Zealand. So I'm kind of used to those changes, and I kind of how do you make the new friends? <laughs> I don't. I still haven't mastered the art of making friends, but it's but where do you go to make friends? Theatre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're always harping on that subject. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a great great way to uh, rub shoulders with a wide range of people, and uh, you know, you meet folks that you possibly wouldn't meet in any other way. Definitely. Really cool. Mm. All righty. You go. Now we know a little bit more about Lily. <laughs> we do know a little bit more, and we're going to find out a lot more very shortly. But I think we should start with Musical of the Week. Do you might as well hear about drums, Lil. You think? All right. You want to get it out of the way? <laughs> yeah, I go can on. Tell. <laughs> All right. I'm the one that did the research on this, so um, I may just sway you slightly more in favour of the show once I finish. Yeah, you do know a, that I like a good history. Yeah, it's got and it's got a good background. I'm not going to waste time on the plot. Yeah, we all know. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, often colloquially and uh, conveniently just known as Joseph, is what you call a sung-through musical comedy with lyrics by Tim Rice and music by Andrew Lloyd Webber, based on the character of Joseph from the Bible's book of Genesis. This was the first Lloyd Webber and Rice musical to be performed publicly. Not the first one they wrote, though. It's family-friendly retelling of Joseph. Familiar themes and catchy music have resulted in numerous productions. Actually, did I say numerous? <laughs> Let me amend that because uh, it's actually many, many thousands. According to the owner of the copyright, the uh, really useful group, by 2008, more than 20,000 schools and amateur theatre groups had staged the show. That's not counting professional ones. Uh, my eyes are doing the surprise thing, but I guess I'm not that surprised. 14 years ago, that was the figure. Yeah, 14 I guess I'm years not that surprised. Ago. So it's you know blossomed out since then. Let me take you back in time to 1965. 17-year-old budding musical theatre composer Andrew Lloyd Webber was contacted by a 20-year-old aspiring pop songwriter, Tim Rice, and they created their very first musical called The Likes of Us. And they produced a demo tape of that work the following year, but the project failed to gain a backer and was not actually performed until they became really famous. In fact, it wasn't performed until 2005. Mm-hmm. In the summer of 1967, Alan Doggett a family friend of the Lloyd Webbers who had assisted on the likes of us and who was the music teacher at the Collet Court School in London, commissioned Lloyd Webber and Rice to write a piece for the school's choir. Doggett requested a pop cantata along the lines of Herbert Chappell's The Daniel Jazz and Michael Hood's Jonah Man Jazz, both of which were based on the Old Testament. So they took that literally and said, oh, well, we'll pick on Joseph as a storyline. The request for the new piece came along with a hundred guinea advance and so shing shing, they thought that's good enough incentive to get stuck to work and the result was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat which is a retelling of the biblical story of Joseph in which Lloyd Webber and Rice humorously patched together a number of songs in various pop music styles and traditional music styles too and that was the key to its success really. Sure. It has such relatable music. It was first presented as a 15-minute pop cantata at Collet Court School in London on the 1st of March 1968. Lloyd Webber's composer father, William, arranged for a second performance at his church, Westminster Central Hall, with a revised and expanded 20-minute format. <laughs> the boys of Collet Court and members of the band Mixed Bag sang at this performance in May of that year. Happily, one of the children's parents at that audience was Derek Jewell, a Sunday Times music critic, and he reviewed the piece for the newspaper calling it a new pop oratorio and praising its innovation and exuberance. By its third performance at St Paul's Cathedral in November of 68, the musical had been expanded to a massive 35 minutes. (laughs) Started off at 15. 
Decca Records, which had already uh, recorded the St Paul's Cathedral version of the musical in the summer of 68, released that recording the following year, 69. David Daltrey, frontman of the British psychedelic band Tales of Justine, played the role of Joseph and lead guitar, and Tim Rice himself was the pharaoh. Other vocalists included members of the mixed bag group, such as Terry Saunders and Malcolm Parry, and the choir of Collette Court School, who just can't seem to get away from it. A 32-minute recording of the musical with 19 tracks was issued in the US in 1971. It was a, a reissue of the 1969 Decca UK album, but that was released intending to capitalise on the success of Jesus Christ Superstar, which came out in 1970 in the US. It was even advertised in America as the follow-up to Superstar. Despite the fact that it was written two years earlier. Yeah, right. Okay. The first American production of Joseph was an amateur stage production in May of 1970 at Cathedral mm. College of the Immaculate Conception in, <laughs> in Douglaston, Queens, New York City. Following this, other schools and colleges looked to produce the piece. And so it started to gain in popularity. Later August and September of 1972, Joseph was presented at the Edinburgh International Festival by the Young Vic Theatre Company, starring Gary Bond in the title role, Peter Reeves as the narrator, and Gordon Waller as the pharaoh. Alan Doggett was the music director. Remember him from way back in the Collet Court School? In October, the production played at London's Young Vic Theatre and in November at the Roundhouse. And this production of Joseph, still in its 35-minute musical state, was also broadcast in the UK by Granada TV in 1972. The following year, 1973, theatre producer Michael White and impresario Robert Stigwood, his name's synonymous with things like Saturday Night Fever and oh, okay. sort of stuff, you know, big with the Bee Gees. They mounted a further expanded version of the Young Vic production at the Albury Theatre in the West End, where it ran for 243 performances. This Young Vic production of Joseph was recorded for an LP, which was released on the RSO label in 1973. The musical was preceded by a piece called Jacob's Journey, with music and lyrics by Lloyd Webber and Rice and a book by television comedy writers Ray Galton and Ellen Simpson who are responsible for writing things like Steptoe and Son and a whole bunch of other UK comedy series and Mel's shaking her head like she doesn't know what I'm talking about. I don't. Jacob's Journey, which contained a great deal of spoken dialogue, was eventually phased out in favour of Sung Through School, which became part of Joseph. And the first production of the show in this modern final form was at the Haymarket Theatre in Leicester which presented the musical several times from 1974 through to 1978. Still, it wasn't in its final final form though. In 1974, coincidentally, Joseph was performed at the Playhouse of the Park in Philadelphia. It ran at the Brooklyn Academy of Music in New York, 1976 and 77 as Holiday Fair, like their lightweight summer offerings. The 1976 production featured Cleveland Little from the movie Blazing Saddles. You remember him as a sheriff in that? No, Mel's still shaking his head. Both of you shaking your head. It's a bit for our time, mate. He's so young. Uh, he played the narrator anyway. David James Carroll played Joseph, and in 1979, Joseph made its Connecticut debut at the historic downtown cabaret theatre ahead of moving to New York City. And, of course, once you get to New York City, off-Broadway, Broadway. It went to an off-Broadway production at the Intermedia Theatre running from November 81 to January 82 and that production then transferred to Broadway at the Royale Theatre and ran through to September of 83 with 747 performances. That production was recorded on the Chrysalis label and is the first to feature what they can now call the Prologue which is dubbed on the Chrysalis release as You Are What You Feel. The show received seven Tony Award nominations including Best Musical and Best Original Score, didn't win any. Mm. 
David Cassidy took over the role of Joseph in March 1983 and also performed in the touring cast from 83 to 84. Let's go back to the UK. In the 1990s, Jason Donovan in the lead role of Joseph. The expanded show was restaged in 91 at the London Palladium. That is the soundtrack that we're listening to today. Winning the 1992 Lawrence Olivier Award for set design and the cast album of this production was the number one UK album for two weeks in September of that year. And the single, Any Dream Will Do, which came direct from that, was also the number one single for two weeks that year. When Jason Donovan left, former children's TV presenter Philip Schofield portrayed Joseph. You remember him from TV in New Zealand years ago when he was very young? Mm. No, you don't. I did not know Philip Schofield played Joseph. Mm. That's amazing. See, I'm here to teach you stuff, (laughs) Lily. The musical ran in Toronto at the Elgin Theatre from June to September of 1992. Donny Osmond as Joseph and Janet Metz as the narrator. A major Australian production based on the 1991 UK version opened in December of 92 at the State Theatre in Melbourne. That featured Indecent Obsession lead singer David Dixon as Joseph and Tina Arena as the narrator. The musical then played seasons in Brisbane and Sydney through to the following year, 1993. It was revived in the US in 1993, playing in Los Angeles at the Pantages Theatre for 18 weeks and in San Francisco at the Golden Gate Theatre. Took an eight-week run there before moving to Broadway again, where it played for another 231 performances at the Minskoff Theatre from November 93 to May 94. Lots of stats, eh? It's been very. It's been, it's been a couple of decades. Yeah, yeah. already in 1999, a director video film adaptation starring Donny Osmond was released, directed by David Mallet, and based on Stephen Pimlott's 1991 London Palladium production. Osmond had toured the North American uh, continent in the role after opening in the Toronto revival of 1992. In the film, uh, Maria Friedman appears as the narrator, Richard Attenborough as Jacob. Ian McNeese as Potiphar and Joan Collins as Mrs. Potiphar, Robert Torty as Pharaoh. In the 2000s, Joseph has just kept coming back up as various touring productions have come and gone, not just in the UK and the USA, but all over the world, featuring a multitude of stars in key roles. It remains a perennial favourite wherever it's performed, at all sorts of levels, from primary schools right through to professional theatre companies. And I think it's because it's relatively short it is easy to digest. Everybody knows the story, and the music is immensely memorable. I can't ever see it ever really going away, and that's all I really want to say about that. <laughs> I it's still on my bucket list. I've never done it, and I would still like to do it just for the be sake in it of or doing direct it. it. No, either actually, I'd, uh. I'd be quite happy to be in it if there was a role for an old guy. Okay. But these days, probably yeah, directing it would be fun. <laughs> it's always going to get bums on seats because people know it. I'm yet to understand why. Why do you love it? I mean, you lo- it's because it's classic. Yeah, it's a classic. And I think, as as you said, it's very easy to digest. And it's there's a lot of variety in it as well. We were talking <laughs> about it earlier. And, you know, they've got a French song. And they've got, like, they portray the pharaoh as, uh, um, as Elvis in Las Vegas. And I think it's just that not constant one line. You never know where it's really going to go. It's yeah. a bit cheesy, a bit fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I really enjoy it. I see I'm ever so slightly more sold now that you've said that. <laughs> I think it's a great one to take the kids to. I will always take my kids if I, if I ever have Right, any. I said that yeah, at the yeah. beginning, family-friendly. You know, yeah. And it's the kind of musical, the kind of story that is not so demanding that it's going to alienate people. Well, and it's interesting that it had its community theatre debut before it ever got to Broadway, like mm. well before it ever got to Broadway. So I, 
Uh, I don't know. I'm some not convinced. The, some of the best stuff comes out that way, though. And I know that, that you know people have a love and hate relationship with it. You know, a lot of people are really anti it, mm. but there's a lot of people who just say, "Oh yeah." Every time I hear that song, any dream will do. I have memories of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, even I can you. say that, but still. <laughs> <laughs> My sheaf was quite a sight to see, a golden sheaf and tall. Yours were green and second rate, and really rather small. I was born for higher things than you A post in someone's government A ministry or two Joseph's Dreams from our musical of the week, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. You're with Mel, Mike and Lily Berry, backstage on Hamilton's Free FM. You heard right, Lily Berry's here. And who is Lily Berry, you might be asking yourself. Where did she come from? What's she been working on? And what are her plans now that she's dipped her toe in the Waikato Performing Arts community? Let's find out. I mean, we know that you well, come we from the from UK. Yeah. And we know what brought you to Hamilton. Yes. But what's your theatre background? Talk to us about all your theatre and everything. Oh. Good question. Uh, I guess if I start right from the beginning, because it's probably a lot shorter than other people you've had on the show. Uh, I started acting at the age of five um, in Bournemouth in the UK. And I went to an amazing theatre school called Swish of the Curtain, which is 
probably the biggest one in the south coast and it was actually when I was saying to Mike as well earlier that um, shows like Joseph got me into the kind of musical space and it's then that I started taking full-on musical theatre classes and I performed a lot on the pavilion stage in Bournemouth and I did shows like Peter Pan, Oliver, um, Wizard of Oz, all the well-known ones that again get bums on seats and are just very well known yeah and were very fun and I just got to play ensemble and at that age I was around my friends but we did work very very hard I spent a lot of hours with the theatre school and I have a lot of friends one of my friends now is graduating Italia Conti uh, so that a lot of them have been able to take that a lot further so Hmm. which is great to see and I'm almost slightly envious by it (laughs) but now I'm here I auditioned for Back to the 80s last year on a bit of a whim I was very bored of just doing uni all the time and I kind of thought something was missing in my life and I thought what do I I used to enjoy and it was theatre like my life was dedicated to it in the UK pretty much so I went looking on like the Hamilton actors page and just as you do and I saw an open audition for it and I just thought I'm going to do it and I felt horrible and I was so frightened but uh, I think you were on the audition panel yeah for that sure now. was yeah. yeah you were so nervous yeah I was very <laughs> nervous I remember talking talking Jean's ear off beforehand and <laughs> saying how frightened I was but got a role in that which was great and then from then on auditioned for geezers and got that and managed to a couple of false starts yeah yeah a couple of false starts both of those shows uh back to the 80s being cancelled and uh geezers being postponed but me sadly not being able to be in it anymore but finally got on stage with blood brothers and that is pretty much my short history (laughs) that's not too short that's kind of long yeah, just a lot of it was at a very, very young yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. age of 14. So. Oh, well, what a stress that uh, if Lily was still available to be in Giza, she certainly would still be part of it. Yeah. Of, you know, no way that <laughs> I would chucking it out there. Yeah. Um, and it, it's only because she's wanting to focus on her finals for university that um, Are you in your final she's, year? she's had to bow yes, out gracefully. But, you know, um, she's doing all the right things, isn't she, Mel? She you know, definitely appears to be. I mean, the I think I often think the best thing you can do as a newcomer to any community is just be around a lot mm. and make friends in the and community. And see stuff too. And be around a lot. And since I met you, you've been around quite a lot, which I I think is the key, personally. <laughs> All right. So now you got one more question for Lily. Yeah, mm. um, I do. This is actually a massive question, Lily. Are you ready? If you had a gun to your head and had to choose, there's no sitting on the fence, you had to choose between plays and musicals, what would it be? Okay. So, I did listen to the answers from John T. (laughs) I would have to go with musicals. I don't have the technicality, like technicalities behind me with regards to dancing and singing. I don't read music. I wasn't really trained in a lot of dancing. But... I just love how fun it is and I will always be more engaged when I go to watch or when I'm in in things when they have song and dance but I do love acting so I do find it very difficult to pick but it would be music it's not unusual it's often a close call and it still is I think for both Mel and I as well oh on any given day I could swing swing either way yeah (laughs) yeah but you know, gun to the head thing. That's, well, that's why that's, I asked, that's a good answer. That's why I asked these guys yeah. so that I don't have to answer myself. Because <laughs> today it's musicals too. I love musicals. Yeah. 
I suppose it's probably apt that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Lily will be here for the rest of the hour, although time is passing quickly. So we'll ask her anything else as it comes to mind. But for now, here you go. Oh, yeah. But it did 
should have made the battle like a sentient monster supper should. Oh no. Well, the thing has worse than I say, I'd ever, ever, ever been. Well, the streamer's got my baffle. Hey, Joseph, won't you tell me what it means? Yeah. Well, you know that kills and stupid. Backstage with Mel and Mike, and thanks to the sponsorship and support of uh, Free FM 89.0 and Creative Wine Cutter. Our musical of the week this week is Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, selected by our lovely guest, Lily Berry. And it is that time of the day again. Time for me to tell you about the Husband Murderers Support Group, which is a one-act play coming up in June at Morinsville Theatre. A group of long-suffering wives meet weekly to help each other quell their desires to murder their dull, obsessive or cheating husbands. But when one wife snaps and does actually murder her husband, her best friend in the support group must find a way to conceal the murder while at the same time getting revenge on her own husband for his latest sexual indiscretion. It promises to be fun, frolicking fast directed by our mate Eckhard Becker in the cute little venue that is the Morinsville Theatre. Hopefully we'll see you there. So you can put that and everything else in your calendar. Here is our list of what's coming up around the place soon. It was a nice summary, by the way. Yeah, well that was lovely. Yeah. At the Meteor, coming up, we have The Sherpa and the Beekeeper, written and directed by Matt Cambick from May the 26th to the 29th. And That Bloody Woman, directed by Courtney Mayo and Carl Chuan for Bowl Theatre, coming up in August. At Rivoli Theatre, Blood Brothers, directed by Angela Walker for HMT and featuring both Mike and Lily, uh, is on right now until May 28th, but I'm pretty sure it's sold out. So, you cannot get a ticket for uh, that money now. Uh, you might be able to find people who can't go and mm. and watch steal their scalpers. tickets. Mm. You do watch out for scalpers. Also at Rivoli Theatre, celebrating Matariki with Dane Moeki and friends. That's on June 18th. And Sherlock and Holmes and the Baker Street Irregulars, directed by Glenn Matthews for Hamilton Playbox, is coming up. 
July 2nd to the 16th. Starring Mel Martin. Oh, starring. I don't know about that. Uh, and Geezers, directed by Mike Williams for Hamilton Playbox, is coming to the stage in August, finally. Clarence Street Theatre has Shrek the Musical, directed by Nick Wilkinson, July the 19th to the 23rd, and Christian's Dairy, presented by Indian Inc., September the 8th to the 10th. Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts at the University of Waikato has Three Sisters by Anton Chekhov, presented by the University of Waikato third-year theatre students on June the 9th and 10th. At Navarra Lounge, open mic night tonight and most Wednesdays. Doors open at 6pm and bookings to perform are essential. And this coming Saturday at 8pm, the dark 80s meets 80s forever. I think it's a gig. Morrinsville Theatre, one-act play festival, June the 23rd to the 25th. A different play every one of those three nights. First one is Husband Murderer's Support Group, as uh, just described by Lily, directed by Eckhart Becker. Time Pieces on the 24th, directed by Chris Green. And Chug, directed by Rob Ormsby, is the final one on the 25th. And at the Woolshed Theatre in Te Aomotu, Tell Us a Story, presented by Te Aomotu Light Operatic Society, from June the 9th to the 19th. At Te Aroha Little Theatre, De- Death and Taxes by April Phillips is coming up, directed by John Watson, June the 23rd until July the 2nd. Gaslight Theatre in Cambridge has The Things I Know to Be True by Andrew Bavon and directed by Chrissy Hodkinson, July the 30th to August the 13th. Matamata Musical Theatre, Encore Cabaret from May the 24th to the 27th. Putaruru Theatre Players have Moonshine, a hillbilly musical, on stage now until May the 28th. Tim's Music and Drama, Mamma Mia, hitting the stage this weekend. Their opening night is Saturday, directed by Diane Connors, running to June the 4th. And from Rotorua Musical Theatre, Streaking Through the 70s, directed by Shona Clout, from July the 15th to the 30th. Onifero Society of Performing Arts has Peninsula by Gary Henderson coming, directed by Jess and Scott Lorimer, May the 28th till June the 5th. In Tauranga, 16th Avenue Theatre has Puffs, directed by Laura Mansell, July the 8th to the 23rd. Detour Theatre, The Old People Are Revolting by Devin Williamson, directed by Kim Williamson, June 16th to July the 2nd. And Tauranga Musical Theatre are in rehearsals at the moment for We Will Rock You, hitting the stage September. And at Theatre Fakatane, School of Rock, the musical, directed by Sue Harris, which is running from June the 22nd to July the 9th. And all the way up in Auckland, Auckland Theatre Company have Scenes from a Yellow Peril by Nathan Joe and directed by Jane Yong. That's June 22nd until July the 3rd. Then Long Day's Journey into Night by Eugene O'Neill, directed by Shane Bosher. That's July 5th until the 30th. And Dawn Raids by Oscar Kiteley is coming August 16th to September the 3rd. Auckland Live, The Wedding Singer, the musical presented by David Venn Enterprises playing at the Bruce Mason Centre June the 30th to July the 17th. The Girl from the North Country presented by GWB Entertainment playing at the Civic in Auckland uh, June 30th to July 16th. And Oliver by the National Youth Theatre playing at the Kerry Takanawa Theatre at the Aotea Centre July the 1st to the 3rd. By way of upcoming auditions and opportunities... The Miss Cadaver Undead Beauty Pageant is taking entries for the final ever Miss Cadaver contest. Entries are now open and close August the 1st. Email sandrajensen99 at yahoo.com for more information. Talos, or Te Aumuru Light Operatic Society, are holding auditions for... The Farndale Avenue Housing Estate Townswoman's Guild Dramatic Society's production of Macbeth... <laughs> 
directed by David Moore, and those auditions are May 28th and 29th. Enchanted Entertainment are hiring at the moment. They're looking for a range of potential princes and princesses to play a range of characters at various child-oriented events. Enchanted Entertainment NZ, all one word, at gmail.com for more information. Wing Valley Productions have rescheduled auditions for their 2022 season of The Pillow Man by Martin McDonough, directed by Jason Wing. Email wingvalleyproductions at gmail.com for more details. And auditions have been announced for the Rivoli Theatre Christmas season of Saturday Night Fever, directed by our Mike Williams, choreographed by Emilia Jennings, and musically directed by John O'Hawthorne. Auditions for that are taking place June 25th and 26th, and you can check out Rivoli Theatre on Facebook for more information. Don't forget, if there is a show or audition opportunity you want Mel and Mike to spread the word about, email them on backstagepodcastnz at gmail.com or let them know when you see them around next. Oh, she's good. She is good. Well, I think we'll get her back, eh? Yeah. Apart from the stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> Stutterings, it's no worse than like what they we, get. We never do that. <laughs> uh, as always, I think time flies when you're having fun and we're just about out of it. Thank you so much, Lily Berry. I don't know why I like saying your full name so much. I like it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Lily Berry, for coming in and joining the madness that is backstage. I second that emotion. Um, it's been really great to have you here, and I hope that um, you feel comfortable enough around us that you will come back sometime and tell us more about what you're getting up to. Love to. There's no doubt lots of room for you, I think, in our theatrical scene with the various groups oh, yeah. that, that do stuff around here. I'm sure that they'll find that uh, you've got a lot to offer. Thank you to Free FM, as always, for hosting us. Also, thanks to Creative Waikato for sponsoring us. Backstage is available on accessmedia.nz, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And you can check out Facebook and Instagram for the backstage updates. Mel and Mike will be back here next week with another Our Musical of the Week and another friendly guest, but not as friendly as me. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Don't forget to stay home if you're not feeling well, keep wearing your masks and be kind to one another. Mm. We're going to leave the stage today with Jacob and Sons from Our Musical of the Week, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Thanks, Lily, for choosing it and giving us a chance to uh, spread more information about the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. really fun to look uh, for further into it and best of luck for your exams thank you (laughs) (laughs) and on that note stay classy theatre nerds see ya
She was quite defeated, quite I never really loved another woman like Joseph was my joy because he reminded me of her. Oh, young Joseph, Jacob lived his youth again, loved him, praised him, gave him all he could, but then it made the rest feel second best. And even if they were... Being told we're all so rants does not make us Joseph fans. But where they had really missed the boat in... We're great guys, but no one seems to notice. Joseph's charm and winning smile failed to slay them in the aisle. And his father couldn't see the danger. He could not imagine any danger. He just
Joseph, you know what they say. Hang on now, Joseph, you'll make it someday. Don't give up, Joseph, fight till you drop. We've read the book and you come along. Now into Joseph's prison cell were flung two very frightened men. We don't think that we will ever see the light of day again. Hey, Joseph, help us if you can. We've had dreams that we don't understand. Both in the servants of Pharaoh the king. Both in the doghouse for doing their thing. One was a baker, a cook in his prime. One was a butler, the Jeeves of his time. Tell me of your dreams, my friends, and I will tell you what they show. Though I cannot guarantee to get it right, I'll have a go. First the butler, trembling, took the floor. Nervously he spoke of what he of a vine I picked some grapes and I crushed them to wine I gave them to Pharaoh who drank from my cup I tried to interpret but I had to give up You will soon be free my friend so do not worry anymore The king will let you out of here You'll bundle as you did before Next the baker rose to tell his dream Hoping it would have a similar theme There I was standing with baskets of bread High in the sky I saw birds overhead Who flew to the baskets and ate every slice Give me the message like his would be nice Sad to say your dream is not The kind of dream I'd like to get Pharaoh has it in for you Your execution date is set Don't rely on all I said I saw It's just that I have not been wrong before
more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.